In the year 1997, the Hale-Bopp comet was one of the brightest and most interesting objects in the night sky. But for some, it wasn't just fun to look at, because a small group believed that something was also hidden in the ice and dust of this comet's tail. A UFO, which would take their souls to another level of existence beyond that of human. Today, on The Secret Sits, we are going to discuss the Heaven's Gate cult. The son of a Presbyterian minister and a former soldier, Marshall Applewhite began his foray into biblical prophecy in the early 1970s. After being fired from the University of St. Thomas in Houston, Texas, over an alleged relationship with one of his male students, he met Bonnie Nettles, a 44-year-old married nurse with an interest in theosophy and biblical prophecy, in March 1972. According to Applewhite's writings, the two met in a hospital where she worked while he was visiting a sick friend. It has been rumored that it was a psychiatric hospital, but Nettles was substituting for another nurse working with premature babies in the nursery. Applewhite later recalled that he felt as though he had known Nettles for a long time and concluded that they had met in a past life. She told him their meeting had been foretold to her by extraterrestrials, persuading him that he had a divine assignment. Applewhite and Nettles pondered the life of St. Francis Assisi and read works by authors including Helena Blaflosky and R.D. Lang and Richard Bach. They kept a King James Bible with them and studied several passages from the New Testament, focusing on teachings about Christology, asceticism, and eschatology. Applewhite also read science fiction including works by Robert A. Heinlein and Arthur C. Clarke. By June 19th, Applewhite and Nettles' beliefs had solidified into a basic outline. They concluded that they had been chosen to fulfill biblical prophecies and that they had been given higher-level minds than other people. They wrote a pamphlet that described Jesus' reincarnation as a Texan, a thinly-veiled reference to Applewhite. Furthermore, they concluded that they were the two witnesses described in the Book of Revelations and occasionally visited churches or other spiritual groups to speak of their identities, often referring to themselves as the two or the UFO two. They believed that they would be killed and then restored to life and, in view of others, transported onto a spaceship. This event, which they referred to as the demonstration, was to prove their claims. To their dismay, these ideas were poorly received by existing religious communities. Eventually, Applewhite and Nettles resolved to contact extraterrestrials, and they sought like-minded followers. They published advertisements for meetings where they recruited disciples whom they called the crew. At these events, they purported to represent beings from another planet, the next level, who sought participants for an experiment. 
They stated that those who agreed to take part in the experiment would be brought to a higher evolutionary level. In 1975, during a group meeting with 80 people in Joan Culpepper's studio city home, they shared their simultaneous revelation that they had been told they were the two witnesses written into the Bible story of the end times. Later, in 1975, the crew assembled at a hotel in Waldport, Oregon. After selling all worldly possessions and saying farewell to loved ones, the group vanished from the hotel and from the public eye. That night, on the CBS Evening News, Walter Cronkite reported that the group had disappeared. In one of the first national reports on the developing religious group, a score of persons have disappeared. It's a mystery whether they've been taken on a so-called trip to eternity or simply been taken. In reality, Applewhite and Nettles had arranged for the group to go underground. From that point, Doe and T, as the two now called themselves, led the nearly 100-member crew across the country, sleeping in tents and sleeping bags and begging in the streets. Evading detection by the authorities and media enabled the group to focus on Doe and T's doctrine of helping members of the crew achieve a higher evolutionary level above human, which they claimed to have already reached. Applewhite and Nettles used a variety of aliases over the years, notably Bo and Peep and Doe and T. The group also had a variety of names. Prior to the adoption of the name Heaven's Gate, it was known as Human Individual Metamorphosis, or HIM. The group reinvented and renamed itself several times and had a variety of recruitment methods. Applewhite believed he was directly related to Jesus, meaning he was an evolutionary kingdom level above human. Indeed, Applewhite's writings, which combined aspects of millennialism, Gnosticism, and science fiction, suggested he believed himself to be Jesus' successor and the present representative of Christ on earth. Doe and T taught during the religious movement's early beginnings that Doe's bodily vehicle was inhabited by the same alien spirit which belonged to Jesus. Likewise, T was presented as God the Father. The crew used numerous methods of recruitment as they toured the United States in destitution. Proclaiming the gospel of a higher level metamorphosis, the deceit of humans by false god spirits, envelopment with sunlight for meditative healing, and the divinity of the UFO too. Throughout the late 1970s and 1980s, as their belief system developed around their cult personalities, membership grew. Some sociologists agree that the popular movement of alternative religious experience and individualism found in collective spiritual experiences during that period helped contribute to the growth of the new religious movement. Shi'ism, as it became known, was a way for people to merge their diverse religious backgrounds 
and coalesce around a shared, generalized faith, which followers of new religious sects like Applewhite's crew found a very appetizing alternative to traditional dogmas in Judaism, Catholicism, and evangelical Christianity. Many of Applewhite and Nettle's crew hailed from these very diverse backgrounds. Most of them are described by researchers as having been longtime truth seekers or spiritual hippies who had long since believed in attempting to find themselves through spiritual means. Combining faiths in a sort of cultural milieu well into the mid-1980s. However, remarkably, many of those same researchers note that not all of Applewhite's crew were hippies recruited from alternative religious backgrounds. In fact, one such recruit early on was John Craig, a respected Republican running for the Colorado House of Representatives at the time of joining in 1975. As recruit numbers grew in its pre-internet days, the clan of UFO followers all seemed to have in common a need for communal belonging and an alternative path to higher existence without the constraints of institutionalized faith. It was not until the death of Nettles due to liver cancer in 1985 and Applewhite's subsequent revision of the group's doctrine that the crew gained an eventual reputation as a cyberculture form of religious thought reform. By the mid-1990s, the group had become reclusive, identifying themselves using the business name Higher Source and using their website to proselytize and recruit followers. Rumors began spreading throughout the group in the following years that the upcoming comet, Hailbop, housed the secret to their ultimate salvation and ascent into the kingdom of heaven. Heaven's Gate received coverage in Jacques Vallée's book Messengers of Deception in 1979, in which Vallée described an unusual public meeting organized by the group. Vallée frequently expressed concern within the book about the contacted group's authoritarian political and religious outlooks, and Heaven's Gate did not escape criticism. Known to the mainstream media, Heaven's Gate was better known in UFO circles, as well as through a series of academic studies by sociologist Robert Balk. In January of 1994, the LA Weekly ran an article on the group, then known as the Total Overcomers. Richard Ford, who would later play a key role in the 1997 group suicide, discovered Heaven's Gate through this article and eventually joined them, renaming himself Rio D'Angelo. Coast to Coast AM host Art Bell featured the theory of the companion object in the shadow of Hale-Bopp on several programs as early as November 1996. Speculation has been raised as to whether his programs on the subject contributed to Heaven's Gate group suicide months later. Louis Thoreau contacted the Heaven's Gate group while making a program for his BBC Two documentary series 
Louis Thoreau's Weird Weekends in early March 1997. In response to his email, Thoreau was told that Heaven's Gate could not take part in the documentary because, at the present time, a project like this would be an interference with what we must focus on. In October of 1996, member of T's clan began renting a large home, which they called the Monastery. It was a 9,000-square-foot mansion located in Rancho Santa Fe, California. The group paid $7,000 per month in cash. In the same month, the group purchased alien abduction insurance that would cover up to 50 members and would pay out $1 million per person. The policy covered alien abduction, impregnation, or death. March 19th and 20th of 1997, Marshall Applewhite taped himself in Doe's Final Exit. Speaking of mass suicide, and the only way to evacuate this Earth. After asserting that a spacecraft was tailing comet Hale-Bopp and that this event would represent the closure to Heaven's Gate, Applewhite persuaded 38 followers to prepare for ritual suicide so their souls could board the supposed craft. Applewhite believed that after their deaths, an unidentified flying object would take their souls to another level of existence above human, which he described as being both physical and spiritual. Their preparations included each member videotaping a farewell message. To kill themselves, members took phenobarbital mixed with applesauce or pudding and washed it down with vodka. Additionally, they secured plastic bags around their heads after ingesting this mix to induce asphyxiation. All 39 were dressed in identical black shirts and sweatpants, brand new black and white Nike Decade athletic shoes, and armband patches reading Heaven's Gate Away Team, one of many instances of the group's use of the nomenclature of the fictional universe of Star Trek. Each member had on their person a $5 bill and three quarters in their pocket. According to former members, this was standard for members leaving the home for jobs and a humorous way to tell us that they had left the planet permanently. The $5 bill was for covering the cost of vagrancy laws and the quarters were for calling home from payphones. Once a member was dead, a living member would arrange the body by removing the plastic bag from the person's head, followed by posing the body so that it lay neatly in its own bed, with faces and torsos covered by a square purple cloth for privacy. In an interview with Harry Robinson, the two surviving members said that the identical clothing was used as a uniform for the mass suicide to represent unity whilst the Nike Decades were chosen because the group got a good deal on the shoes. Applewhite was also a fan of Nikes, and therefore everyone was expected to wear and like Nikes within the group. Heaven's Gate also had a saying within the group, 
Just do it, using Nike's slogan. They pronounce the do as doe to reflect Applewhite's nickname. The 39 adherents, 21 women, and 18 men between the ages of 26 and 72 are believed to have died in three groups over three successive days, with remaining participants cleaning up after each prior group's death. The suicides occurred in groups of 15, 15, and 9 between approximately March 22nd and March 26th. Among the dead was Thomas Nichols, brother of the actress Nichelle Nichols, who is best known for her role as Ahura in the original television series of Star Trek. Leader Applewhite was the third to last member to die. Two people remained after him and were the only ones who would be found with bags over their heads and not having purple cloths covering their top halves. Before the last of the suicides, similar sets of packages were sent to numerous Heaven's Gate-affiliated or formerly-affiliated individuals, and at least one media outlet, the BBC department responsible for Louis Thoreau's Weird Weekends, for which Heaven's Gate had earlier declined participation. Among those on the list of recipients was Rio D'Angelo. The package D'Angelo received on the evening of March 25th, as other packages sent had, contained two VHS tapes, one with Doe's final exit and the other with the farewell messages of the group's followers. It also contained a letter stating that, among other things, we have exited our vehicles just as we entered them. Upon informing his boss of the contents of the package, D'Angelo received a ride from him from Los Angeles to the Heaven's Gate home in Rancho Santa Fe so he could verify the letter. D'Angelo found a back door intentionally left unlocked to allow access and used a video camera to record what he found. After leaving the house, D'Angelo's boss who had waited outside, encouraged him to make calls to authorities, alerting them of his discovery. The San Diego County Sheriff's Department received an anonymous tip through the 911 system at 3.15 p.m. on March 26th, suggesting they check on the welfare of the residents. Days after the suicide, this caller was revealed to be D'Angelo. The caller said, Yes, I need to report an anonymous tip. Who do I talk to? 911 responded, Okay, this is regarding what? D'Angelo then says, This is regarding a mass suicide, and I can give you the address. The single deputy who first responded to the call entered the home through a side door, saw ten bodies, and was nearly overcome by a pungent odor. The bodies were already decomposing in the hot California spring. After a cursory search by two deputies found no one alive, both retreated until a search warrant could be procured. All 39 bodies were ultimately cremated. 
The Heaven's Gate event was widely publicized in the media as an example of mass suicide. When news broke of the suicides and their relation to the comet Hale-Bopp, the discoverer of the comet, Alan Hale, was drawn into the story. Hale's phone never stopped ringing the entire day. He did not respond until the following day when he spoke on the subject at a press conference, but only after researching the details of the incident. Speaking at the Second World Skeptics Congress in Heidelberg, Germany, on July 24, 1998. Dr. Hale discussed the scientific significance and popular lore of comets and gave a personal account of his discovery. He then lambasted the combination of scientific illiteracy, willful delusions, and a radio talk show's deception about an imaginary spacecraft following the comet and the cult's bizarre yearnings for ascending to another level of existence that led to the Heaven's Gate mass suicide. Hale said that well before Heaven's Gate, he had told a colleague, we are probably going to have some suicides as a result of this comet. The sad part is that I was not really surprised. Comets are lovely objects, but they don't have apocalyptic significance. We must use our minds and our reasoning. News of the 39 deaths in Rancho Santa Fe motivated the copycat suicide of a 58-year-old man living near Marysville, California. The man left a note dated March 27th, which said, I'm going on the spaceship with Hale-Bopp to be with those who have gone before me, and imitated some of the details of the Heaven's Gate suicides as they had been reported in the media up to that point. The man was found dead by a friend on March 31st and had no known connection to Heaven's Gate. At least three former members of the Heaven's Gate ultimately died by suicide themselves in the months after the mass suicide event. On May 6, 1997, Wayne Cook and Chuck Humphrey attempted suicide in a hotel in a manner similar to that used by the group. Cook died and Humphrey survived this attempt. Another former member, James Perky Jr., died by suicide by a self-inflicted gunshot wound on May 11th. Humphrey, who had survived his first suicide attempt, ultimately killed himself in Arizona in February 1998. Two former members, Mark and Sarah King of Phoenix, Arizona, operating the Tele Foundation, still maintain the group's website, which now contains a large passage addressing the mass suicide and the reasons for it as well as other physical and intellectual property. The two do not identify themselves in interviews. Heaven's Gate members believed that the planet Earth would be recycled and wiped clean, renewed, refurbished, and rejuvenated before 2027, and the only chance for their consciousness, or their soul and mind, to survive was to leave their human bodies at an appointed time. Initially, the group had been told that they would be transported with their bodies aboard a spacecraft 
that would come to Earth and take the crew to heaven, referred to as the next level. When Bonnie Lou Nettles died of cancer in 1985, it confounded Applewhite's doctrine because Nettles was allegedly chosen by the next level to be a messenger on Earth, yet her body died instead of leaving physically to outer space. The belief system was then revised to include the leaving of consciousness from the body as equivalent to leaving the Earth in a spacecraft. While the group was against suicide, they defined suicide in their own context to mean to turn against the next level when it is being offered, and believed their human bodies were only vehicles meant to help them on the journey. Suicide, therefore, would be not allowing their consciousness to leave their human bodies to join the next level, remaining alive instead of participating in the group's suicide was considered suicide of their consciousness. In conversation, when referring to a person or a person's body, they routinely use the word vehicle. Members believed to be eligible for membership in the next level, humans would have to shed every attachment to the planet. This meant all members had to give up all human-like characteristics such as their family, friends, sexuality, individuality, jobs, money, and possessions. The evolutionary level above human was as a physical, corporal place, another world in our universe where residents live in pure bliss and nourish themselves by absorbing pure sunlight. At the next level, beings do not engage in sexual intercourse, eating, or dying, the things that make us mammalian here. Heaven's Gate believed that what the Bible calls God is actually a highly developed extraterrestrial. Members of Heaven's Gate believed that evil space aliens called Luciferians falsely represented themselves to earthlings as God and conspired to keep humans from developing. Technically advanced humanoids, these aliens have spacecrafts, space-time travel, telepathy, and increased longevity. They use holograms to fake miracles. Carnal beings with gender they stopped training to achieve the kingdom of God thousands of years ago. Heaven's Gate believed that all existing religions on Earth have been corrupted by these malevolent aliens. Although these basic beliefs of the group stayed generally consistent over the years, the details of their ideology were flexible enough to undergo modification over time. There are examples of the groups adding to or slightly changing their beliefs, such as modifying the way one can enter the next level, changing the way they describe themselves, placing more importance on the idea of Satan, and adding several other New Age concepts. One of these concepts was the belief of extraterrestrial walk-ins. When the group began, Applewhite and Nettles taught their followers that they were extraterrestrial beings, 
However, after the notion of walk-ins became popular within the New Age subculture, the two changed their tune and began describing themselves as extraterrestrial walk-ins. The idea of walk-ins is very similar to the concept of being possessed by spirits. A walk-in can be defined as an entity who occupies a body that has been vacated by its original soul. Heaven's Gate came to believe an extraterrestrial walk-in is a walk-in that is supposedly from another planet. The concept of walk-ins aided Applewhite and Nettles in personally starting from what they considered to be a cleaned slate. In this so-called clean slate, they were no longer considered by members of this Heaven's Gate group to be the people that they had been prior to the start of the group, but had taken on a new life. This concept gave them a way to erase their personal human histories as the history of souls who formerly occupied the bodies of Applewhite and Nettles. Over time, Applewhite also revisited his identity in the group to encourage the belief that the walk-in that was inhabiting his body was the same that had done so to Jesus 2,000 years ago. Similar to Nestorianism, this belief stated that the personage of Jesus and the spirit of Jesus were separable. This meant that Jesus was simply the name of the body of an ordinary man that held no sacred properties, that was taken over by an incorporeal sacred entity to deliver next-level information. Another New Age belief Applewhite and Nettles adopted was the ancient astronaut hypothesis. The term ancient astronauts is used to refer to various forms of the concept that extraterrestrials visited Earth in the distant past. Applewhite and Nettles took part of this concept and taught it as the belief that aliens planted the seeds of current humanity millions of years ago and have come to reap the harvest of their work in the form of spiritually evolved individuals who will join the ranks of flying saucer crews. Only a select few members of humanity will be chosen to advance to this transhuman state. The rest will be left to wallow in the spiritually poisoned atmosphere of a corrupt world. Only the individuals who chose to join Heaven's Gate and make sacrifices required by membership would be allowed to escape human suffering. According to Heaven's Gate, once the individual has perfected himself through the process, there were four methods to enter or graduate to the next level. 1. Physical pickup onto a Tela spacecraft and transfer to a next-level body aboard that craft. In this version, what Professor Zeller calls a UFO version of the rapture, an alien spacecraft would descend to Earth and collect Applewhite, Nettles, and their followers and their human bodies would be transformed through biological and chemical processes to perfected beings. This and other UFO-related beliefs held by the group have led some observers to characterize the group 
as a type of UFO religion. Second would be natural death, accidental death, or death from random violence. Here, the graduating soul leaves the human container for a perfected next-level body. Third was outside persecution, which leads to death. After the deaths of the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas, and the events involving Randy Weaver at Ruby Ridge, Applewhite was afraid the American government would murder the members of Heaven's Gate. And fourth, willful exit from the body in a dignified manner. Near the end, Applewhite had a revelation that they may have to abandon their human bodies and achieve the next level, as Jesus had done. This occurred on March 22nd and 23rd, when 39 members died by suicide and graduated. In a group open only to adults over the age of 18, members gave up their possessions and lived a highly ascetic life devoid of many indulgences. The group was tightly knit and everything was communally shared. In public, each member of the group always carried only their $5 bill and one roll of quarters. Eight of the male members of the group, including Applewhite, voluntarily underwent castration as an extreme means of maintaining an ascetic lifestyle. The group initially attempted castration by having one of the members, who was a former nurse, perform the castration. But this initial attempt was very unsuccessful, almost resulting in the patient's death, and caused at least one member to leave Heaven's Gate. Every castration that followed this initial one was done in a hospital. The group earned revenue by offering professional website development for paying clients under the business name Higher Source. The cultural theorist Paul Virilio has described the group as a cybersect, owing to its heavy reliance on computer communication as a mode of communication prior to its collective suicide. As of April 2021, the group's website is still online, 24 years after the mass suicide. So, do you believe that the members of the Heaven's Gate cult were magically transported to their UFO hidden in the tail of the Hale-Bopp Comet? I believe one thing is true. We dance round in a ring and suppose, but the secret sits in the middle and knows. I'm John Dodson, and this has been The Secret Sits. Audio engineering by Gabriel Dodson. Original artwork provided by Tony Lay.